0: Hi, this is Bob Sarantino from Italian Roots and Genealogy, and I'm here today with Tracy Shields, and we're going to talk about her research. So welcome, Tracy. Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, So, you know, the first question I usually ask everybody is, you know, why, how, and when did you get started doing research on the family?
1: So tiny little bit of background. Um, my mother is all Italian, my father was Irish, um, but we were always much more involved in uh, my mother's side of the family, closer to my mother's side of the family. And so, of course, I grew up with um, the, the belief that family is everything, and I loved my family, and we uh, expressed uh, a lot of joy and tradition uh, when I was growing up. So by the time I became an adult and had children of my own uh, and Ancestry.com came along, I decided, wow, this was um, a great portal to um, filling in some of the pieces that my family wasn't able to fill in, some of the questions that we would have about my family uh, that no one was able to answer. So um, my mother, uh, many years ago, did research on her mother's side My grandmother, so my mother's mother, her parents came from L'Aquila and Teramo, uh, around uh, Abruzzo area. So many years ago, she did research there, found birth certificates and things like that. Uh, And then years later, we decided to do her father's family. And he came from a small little town called Castleduny. Uh, uh, northeast of Naples, and um, we didn't know anything about his family, um, because basically his mother had uh, left her five children, mostly all boys, and took off with another man and went to oh. Detroit. Yeah, very wow. fun little... <laughs> <laughs> So nobody ever talked about her and nobody ever knew a lot about her, never knew much about her. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to start to research her. And it kind of got started from there, um, trying to figure out who she was, why she left, where she came from.
0: So no, so she was from, so I just want to make sure I, I, if I heard you right, she was born in Italy and she had come to America or she went from Italy straight to Detroit
1: So, um, we're talking about my great grandparents now and my great grandparents, what we ended up finding out, um, about this side of my family, my grandfather's mother and father. Um, and in particular, the, the grand, the great, my great grandmother who left and went to Detroit. So she married my great grandfather, Donato Itzo, um, in, uh, in I want to say 1899. She was 15 years old, wow. and he was 27 years old. They both grew up and were born in this little town, Castle Duny. And when I tell you it's a it's a little tiny town, it's a it's a little tiny town. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was when I was we had recently gone there in August. My mother, my son, and myself to go do our research. And I was concerned about my mother walking. She's seventy-two years old. And when I looked at the map of the town, um, it literally takes five minutes to walk from one side of the town to the other side of the town. So I was like, (laughs) I can do this. She can do this. Um. So yeah. So uh, and then um, in they had a baby there. They got married in eighteen ninety nine. Had a had a baby. And uh, in nineteen oh one they um they took the ship from naples they took a ship from naples to um i guess castle garden mm-hmm. and uh and they arrived in in october of 1901 and uh, to, uh together i want to say they had eight children and um by the eighth child she had had enough of my great grandfather and i guess she left him for another man while they were living in Philadelphia, South Philadelphia. And she took her three youngest daughters, or she took her three daughters, and she left everybody else and went to Detroit and had two more children. And then the finale was um, my Aunt Dolly, who was the oldest daughter, was left to help raise my grandfather and the other children there. And my great grandmother, the one that took off and left, ended up dying at age 38 in childbirth with her 11th child, and the 11th child also passed away. Also.
0: Wow, that's some story. That's a terrible yeah. story.
1: We were we were really surprised um, to learn those facts. Those you had asked me what 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 were some really um, um, amazing facts that we had learned, and that was pretty much it. Uh, learning all about her life was, was pretty cool because nobody. Well, yeah, I,
0: I, yeah, and, you know, women just didn't pick up and leave like that back then. <laughs> that was
1: yeah very
0: unusual to to do something like that.
1: Very, very. Um, but um, I heard I did hear rumors um, that my great my great grandfather um, drank a lot and was angry and. So it's very possible that she couldn't deal with him. Um, however, um, I think that there was a lot of hurt and sadness. My, my grandfather was left when he was five years old by his mother. And the fact that she left them behind is, is a sad fact. And we oh, used to, yeah. used to they, they didn't like her very much. And <laughs> she got a bad rap for <laughs> leaving them behind for all these years. But, you know, who knows why she left them behind and took others with her.
0: Uh, yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that you have an Aunt Ollie. I haven't I had an Aunt Ollie also. <laughs> and you did not dare say her real name. You, her
1: yes. Was her real name by any chance Italia? Yes. Oh no, maybe we were it was <laughs> a
0: That's Italia. incredible, yeah.
1: Wow, that's so funny. Yeah. So where where was this Aunt Ollie from?
0: Um well she was from the Bronx. You know, she was born okay. in the she was born in the Bronx, so boy, she would be Sure, should be probably over hundred by now. Uh but yeah, her name was Italia. her last name was um Deepanice. That was her maiden name. Wow, uh,
1: Deepanice, okay.
0: And uh <laughs> but that's so funny. Maybe maybe that was maybe it that was a nickname for Italia. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. Dolly. Uh uh maybe uh yeah, Dahlia. Dahlia De uh, Italia. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, that's probably that's probably how they got it from. But you didn't dare call no. her Italia. <laughs>
1: No way! Nobody ever called my <laughs> aunt Italia,
0: that, but that was her name. Wow, uh, that's 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 uh, that's very funny. That's very funny. <laughs> so, so you went, so you went back there in August. Uh, so, when you went to the, was that when was that the first time you went to the town?
1: Yeah, um, I had only been to Italy once before, many, many years ago with my mother, and we went to Venice, um, which was, you know, no relation to us whatsoever. We just decided we'll go to Milano and um, Venice. Um, and so this time, my mother had been back a couple times to so the Abruzzo area, and um, but this time I had hopped on some message boards, which is where I thought I, uh, I, I which is where I met you or where you saw me. Uh, And and one in particular was Castle Dooney Roots. um, And it was, um, or it is run by a woman named Anna Salamone Frangiosa. She's in Australia and she runs this website for Castle Dooney. And I, you know, just would randomly read some of the posts and things. And, and I guess I started getting more involved once the pandemic hit. um, And, not only that but my sister-in-law said to me we were i I have uh, my my ex-husband is from spain so my two sons are half spanish and uh, i was trying to get back to spain and i couldn't because of the pandemic and um my sister-in-law had suggested why not try to apply for your italian citizenship Mm -hmm. and so i guess i got more involved in trying to figure out which great grandparent could afford me the luxury of, uh, you know, processing that, you know, or getting my citizenship. And um, so I started looking into my great grandfather and hanging out on, on the Dooney page. And I just got more and more involved. And eventually I found um, a company called um, Bella Italia, uh, Italia Genealogy. Run by a guy named um, Alessandro Bovino, and I can share that information with you. He's a great guy. He's all Italian, um, but he lived here for many years in the United States, and speaks English like uh, like he was from you know New York or whatever. Maybe Chicago. <laughs> I think that's where he spent most of his time. But I connected with him. And uh, he offered to um, give me not only a tour of Castelduni, because he works in the the Campania region of Italy, but to also help me with some of my genealogy. I, in in particular, wanted to find um, more information on my great-grandparents, Donato Itzo and um, Carmela Romano was her name, his his 15-year-old bride. Uh and so I did I hooked up with him and um and through, you know, booking and once once the, you know, uh Italy opened up to foreign foreigners again to um Americans in particular, um we went there and stayed in Naples, so I actually stayed in Sorrento and then took this whirlwind trip up to um with a a fabulous driver um that we had found through a company i have to give you this guy's name because he was probably the um the comic relief of our entire (laughs) of our entire day um yeah so we went up there in in august uh, my mother my son and myself we'll be right back
0: Italian Roots and Genealogy is proudly sponsored by Your Dolce Vita and Dawn Matera, connecting people to their purpose in life and continuing their legacy. For more information, contact Dawn at www.yourdolcevita.com. So I want to ask you what it was, was like when you got there, but I used Alessandro also. So isn't this weird? We got oh, the Dolly yeah. and we got the Alessandro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I've been trying to get him on an interview for two years. And he we we had a booked, and then something happened. But I'll get him eventually. But he I found him. Boy, I guess it's maybe four or even five years ago, I was I was really hired him to look for the Sorrentino family because I could not find anything about uh, my father's family. N- there was nothing on the Antonati, nothing on family search, ancestry, nowhere, no how. Um, so I I hired him for that. But my um, he found a lot of stuff and confirmed things on my my grandmother's family that I was pretty sure, but I wasn't a hundred percent. And he found a lot of records for my uh, dad's mother, uh, who comes from these two noble families and and with with that help, I was able to piece together even more. Um, Sorrentino, I hadn't heard from him for about a year, and I was just ready to give up. And my cousin Louisa, who used to live with my grandparents, um, the Sorrentino grandparents, and I would ask her questions and and, you know, because she kind of knew and there was nobody else to ask. She passed away. The day after she passed away, I get this data dump of the Sorentino family.
1: Wow. Wow. You
0: know, so coincidence, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it was, and, 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 and Louise was, she could be a real pain in the ass. So <laughs> if anything was going to prompt Alessandra to send this stuff, it was going to be her popping into his head one day. Yeah. Um, and so I got, I got a, a you know, great records on my great grandfather, who I, I couldn't find, uh, and able to connect his family back to like the early 1800s and find out exactly where they were from. We were told they were from Caserta; They were actually from um, uh, Nosea, Superior, and, and uh, somehow they wound up in, in Naples, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, uh, so what was it like when you got back to the, t- to the town? emotional
1: um, it was uh it was very emotional it was very um you know Castelduni, which is very close to Caserta um is a, it's a very small rural village in the in the mountains um northeast of Naples and it took you know forever to get there and just winding up through countryside and farmland and um, when we finally got there, um, you know, you, you're, you're, it's the heat of August and uh, it's, nope, there's nobody in the streets because mm-hmm. it's probably eleven, twelve o'clock in the afternoon. So it's, it's too hot to really be out, but it was just a beautiful day. And the, some of these buildings haven't changed in three, 500 years, who knows? Well, actually it wouldn't be 500 years. It would around, around the time of 1846, you know, um, when the town was rebuilt, um, after, um, I guess, a, a civil, a civil war of some sort, before the, the king took over. Um, but, uh, but we, we met with, um we met with the, uh, the manager of the little museum there, his name is um, Mirko um, Borelli, and um, really super nice guy. And we had lunch at his, I guess, his parents' place. Uh, or not, I, I shouldn't say lunch. Um, we had a little, little snack of coffee, and it. My mother cried hysterically when she first arrived. It was very emotional for her, you know, to be in the um, the village of her grandparents. And um, and so Alessandro began by giving us a tour of the the genealogy and old. Signatures and marriage licenses and birth certificates and just, you know, very amazing documents with actual signatures of my grandfather, my great grandfather, and my great grandmother. And one of the interesting things he had mentioned, which I would have never thought, but they they signed their name. They really signed their name. And, and some of these documents will have little bits of information on them that are really telling, like could not sign his own name. <laughs> right. And, uh, but my great grandfather was able to sign his own name and my 15 year old great grandmother was able to sign her name, which was really amazing. Um, because again, these people were peasants. Um, my great grandfather was a shoemaker and my great grandmother was, um, a housewife, you know, like, um, and so there was that. And, uh, you know, we took a tour and we found the streets that they grew up on, with, that they were born on. And that was amazing to see this, you know, we weren't able to find the actual house, but I mean, there's like three or four houses on <laughs> nothing there. So you can, you can really just assume that uh, you found where they probably lived. Uh, but the the most amazing thing that we ended up um uh, encountering or discovering i should say was we went and had lunch at a winery up there and I, I can't remember the name but it was it's owned by um a woman named Filomena casbarra and her husband tony um de ciccio uh, it's D E C d-e-c-i-c-c-o i don't know how to pronounce that um fabulous couple we had this wonderful lunch typical italian lunch and we were there we were tired from walking around all day and we were just they they had because it's a winery they gave us wine and the food was amazing and um and at the end of eating our i guess second course um alessandro says i have a surprise for you but sitting around this table and there was probably you know 10 other people there besides us sitting around this table you have family. We found family here for you. And we were like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it turned out that the owners of the winery themselves are our third cousins. So um, Filomena Casbarra and her brother Pino uh, were our family members. Um, And we were, you know, amazed. Everybody was crying and hugging. And it was, it was so cool. That was a really...
0: That's uh, that, that's part, yeah, that's fabulous that's fabulous the the picture behind me that's my third great grandfather's palazzo,
1: very nice <laughs> that's in, a really in, nice place in montebello wow. uh my
0: my mom's uh grandparents not quite that big, but they actually did own their own house in Torito, which is you nice. know amazing as it was is was, like my uncle said they they were better off the most because they actually owned their own house um but yeah, no, that's fabulous. I, I just recently found, I mean, after, I don't know, 15 years of doing this, I just I was able to make a connection to a second cousin in Italy through the Piramalo family, which I, I had never thought in a million years. I didn't even think I had anybody in Italy. But <laughs> right. um, I, I kept going back back and forth with this uh, uh, Nicola Piramalo, and that was my great-grandfather's name. And... I couldn't piece it together. I couldn't piece together. uh, His connection to me. Um, And then with the help of a fourth cousin, um, Chinsia, we were able to ascertain that I was, I knew that my grandfather had siblings. uh, um, And that's how we made the connection with her. I had one child was missing or I had the name wrong. I don't remember which it, which it was.
1: And there's um, so many children in these families. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think I, I his uh, one of the one of the children's name was uh, Enrico. And I think I had I had something else. It was, it was close, but I had something else. Well, anyway, we were able to figure out that uh, Nicholas father was Roberto. Uh, and his father was Enrico, mm-hmm. uh, and therefore we were second cousins. Well, we are second cousins. Yeah, awesome. Uh, you know, so uh, we postponed the trip a couple of times. I mean, we're, I'm going in April and May next year, no matter what, because we have this whole ancestry tour set up where uh, I'm working with um, uh, Italy rooting, and she's going to bring us to these, you know, places like this, and she's been working with my cousin who has been great. Uh, but I know we, we were there 25 years ago. Uh, and I hadn't started I all of this. Back. Yeah, and I hadn't started all of this stuff. And I, I found out that when we were in we only stopped in Naples briefly, really just to get off the train and get into a car to drive to Sorrento. But my all of my great grandparents lived a half a mile from the train station. And I had no idea. I mean, we could have walked there.
1: Wow. So um, frustrating. But maybe it, that's the driving force behind your your research now.
0: Well, yeah, I, you know, and I think it is and and I'm a firm believer in n- nothing happens by accident, you know. These these you know, maybe it was meant for this our trip to be postponed because I found, you know, Roberto and I never I hadn't known about him before. So, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. So I have to ask you though. So now have you, so you researched the Italian side? Did you research the Irish side too? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, actually I did the, the, the Irish side, um, is, is pretty wacky and, and funny. My, my father was, um, I want to say Irish, but there's a lot of, uh, British, Scottish, um, probably sure. German in there also um but the shields line my last name is shields and um the shields line um goes way back um there is no um we can't determine when they actually came but it's very possibly um in the late 1600s early 1700s that they that they came and there is a fabulous story which um uh, I would have to really dig deep, but and I and I don't have the time to do that right now. But uh, there's a uh, in, in Williams Williamsburg, Virginia. There's a Shields Tavern, and uh, it's owned by. It was owned uh, in the 1700s by William Shields, and his father um, had been kicked out of Ireland by the government and sent to Barbados, where he. Not only populated Barbados even more, but then two years later, <laughs> he uh, took a ship and came to William uh, Williamsburg, Virginia, and his son had started the the um, the Shields Tavern, and we believe that we go back to that line. Um, but again, who knows? Uh, it's a very it, it's it's really funny how the Shields line is very entrenched in the United States. Whereas my mother's family, I'm third generation Italian on my mother's side, uh, but I go way, way back on my father's side. <laughs> so it's.
0: Well, yeah, and that, you know, that, that's, that's the case. Cause they didn't, they didn't start, you know, coming till much, much later. Um, I have to send you the, the link to um, Kai White. Kai is, he's, he's an excellent, he's an author and a genealogist and, and he, he's a West Point graduate and he's researched his family. So if he knows anything about the shields, that's the guy yeah, to ask. He, cause, cause he yeah. would know. Um, and he did my chart, right. When, when I contacted him because I knew he goes, he, he does these things with the, um, you know, tracing, tracing back, uh, people here back to England, and if they have noble roots, and uh, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So I said, Well, I, I have noble roots in Italy. I said, But can you trace them back? And he said, I don't know. He said, Tell me the family. Mm -hmm. So I gave him the family. And he said, Oh, yeah, he said, I could trace them back. And he just, he did this amazing chart for me. Um, And he's he's an interesting, he's an interesting guy anyway, but Uh, My children, they're adopted, and I've told this a couple of times, Um, but my daughter, uh, we were able to trace her family back, and she's a direct descendant of Daniel Boone. Wow. And a direct descendant of Captain Morgan the Pirate. (laughs) And she's also a dispenser from Princess Diana's line. Uh, And I told her, I said, your great, 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 whatever it was, grandfather was Daniel Boone. she said, who's that? I was like
1: oh Didn't they teach this uh-huh. stuff in school anymore
0: <laughs> but she's only she was only 19 at the time you know i was like oh. and then so you know when, when i was growing up anyway you know we had the davy crockett show and the daniel boone yeah. show i guess that's all gone so nobody knows it's about that stuff anymore <laughs> so it was so it was you know pretty funny but uh yeah so that's that well that's why i asked about because i figured the irish side they've they've come early, but to be able to go back because the Irish didn't come that that early. But to your point, I guess if he was either kicked out or banished or whatever, that's why he wound yeah. up in Barbados, you know?
1: Yeah, um, I I have no idea. Um,
0: it would be great to know if that if that that pub is your family, though, that would be really cool to find. I out. would
1: love to find that out. You know, again, the line through ancestry.com seems to go right back there. But um, who knows, you know, who knows, I might be skipping somebody. And the more research I did on my Italian side, the more I realized the mistakes that you can make on ancestry oh, yeah. and the, and the, the dead ends that you, you know, sometimes end up with. And that's part of what I really enjoy about researching. Um, but it's also the frustrating part uh, that you, you, you think you've connected with people and, 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 they say, Nope, sorry. You know, I'm, I'm connected to the, to the one in the Bronx, or I'm connected to the one in Chicago. It's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Redirect. Yeah.
0: And that's what, and that's what, you know, going back to Alessandro, that's where he helped with, with some of my uh, paternal grandmother's side, but also finding somebody in Italy, because when I started questioning them and said, well, you know, this is my third great grandfather. And he had from what I found he had, you know, whatever, three, four sons and a couple of daughters. And you know, do you can have a connection to them. And when they started sending pictures, yeah. that was, and you could, you know, you could see the family resemblance. And there's a there's one photo of, I guess Stefania is my third cousin, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my cousin Susan is um, my second cousin and there's pictures of this woman in Italy and my cousin Susan and they they could be sisters
1: it's amazing isn't it's
0: unbelievable it? yeah you no know? and you know and you know and I know you know DNA and all of that but to be that far away and then to look so much alike it's <laughs> it's just incredible and even a picture with there was a there's a photo of my um uh I guess it, I think it's either my I think my grandmother's first cousin uh, with her, her mother, her mother at the time was a hundred years old in 1960. Um, but again, you know, they, they, they could be sisters. They look that close, you know, Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, and, and the same build and all of that kind of stuff. It's, it's just, it's just really, really something to find that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. well, I appreciate you taking the time you know, obviously I love this stuff <laughs> I yes. doing it. and, and it's great to talk to people who have the, the same, you know, passion. Uh, Yeah. uh, You know, we're I'm in a couple of groups now where we're trying to get this out to to the younger people because we're so worried about this history getting lost. You know, And, and and um, what do you what did your kids think about finding all of this stuff? Uh,
1: so my youngest son, um, who came with me, uh, absolutely loved it. In fact, he's he's 21 years old. He was 20 when he came with me. And um, you, you wouldn't think that a 20-year-old would be interested in something like that. Um, but at the end of the day, that, that one day that we spent in Dooney, he just looked at me and he said, Mom, I really thank you for sharing this. I'm so glad I came. This really meant a lot to me to see this side of my family and um, to, to know this history. Because I think with him, I've really focused on the Spanish side.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, he's he he lived in Spain for a while. I lived in Spain for a while, and so my mother would always get very frustrated. You know, like don't forget the Italian <laughs> side. You know, like and uh, and so this was enlightening to him. I think, and I I definitely know that he will continue to uh, hold on to. His Italian tradition, or or recognize that it's there, and he's got access to all the research that I did and that went and that and that my mother did, uh, which is great. My other son, eh, not so much. But again, they're going to have it all when when I'm dead and gone. <laughs> so um,
0: yeah, and that's you know that's one of the things that um we're we're trying to. So you know, I'll let you, I'll let you know, and if he's interested, we're trying to do something similar and. and Uh, Frank DiPiero, one of the guys that I'm working on with, he keeps saying the same thing over and over again. He said, we need to get the kids to Italy. He said, if we send 100 kids, he said, 90 won't care. 10 will feel some connection. He said one or two are going to want to preserve this. And he says, those are the those are the the people that we need to connect with. Going back to my generation. um, You know, 60 years ago, or whatever. Uh, there were Polish schools in the Polish community, there were Hebrew schools in the Hebrew communities. Um, you know, Spanish, of course. And, and they all of these people who do this stuff, say the same thing. The Italians didn't do it. And no, he said, I'm sure I'm, he said, I'm sure we all would have hated it if mom sent us to Italian school on Saturday. Yeah. But We have that connection now, and and that's one of the things that they're they're trying to, to invoke and try and get you know, because because we're losing it in the states, and that's what everybody's worried about. Yeah,
1: you're absolutely right, and you know, I mean, that's part of being American is to adapt and to kind of you know um, meld into the the American culture. Uh, I have wonderful stories that I grew up with that my grandmother spoke Italian when she was young and then when she went into the school system and realized that everybody was speaking English, she wanted nothing to do with Italian. Mm -hmm. And so um, she ended up speaking absolutely just so perfectly. She was very, you know, very well-spoken woman. And I think it's because she spent her whole entire life trying to perfect the English language and get away from the Italian. And the same with my grandfather. And even now, my, my ex-husband, he would not speak to his own children, my, our children, in Spanish. Once he got here, that was it. It was just English. So this is why I ended up taking my children back to Spain and saying, look, this is your culture. This is yeah. your language. And the younger one speaks Spanish fluently. The older one understands everything and speaks a little, but, you know, they know their culture. And so I feel... I feel very proud that, you know, of them for holding on to that. And I'm, I'm grateful that I had the sense to know to bring them back to that.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. That's that, that was, that was great. And you know, like my parents spoke Italian, obviously, cause they're both their parents did, but you know, they didn't, they didn't teach us, you know? So, yeah. and, and, um, like I said, you know, I probably would have hated going to Italian school, but. Yeah. 60 years later, right. years later, yeah. I would have been very happy to know it, so.
1: We have the words that, you know, the, the words here and there that my mother would use, but we don't, we, none of us speak Italian. And, but we, you know, like the and, yeah, you know, they're all, they're all pronounced <laughs> incorrectly anyway, but... <laughs>
0: Yeah, Aspet, that one, everybody knows that one. (laughs) Right, right, Aspet.
1: And the funny thing is, when we went to Castleduni and we shared these words with the actual people there, they were like, you know, like, what is that? And oh my God, we were just, we were in tears laughing hysterically at how much the Americans, the Italian Americans had botched up the language by the time they all got here.
0: Well yeah and you know my my mom and dad used to fight all the time because my father had you know his parents were from Naples and her parents were from Bari. and the language I mean it was a completely different language.
1: yeah know. yeah, that's right. that's right. and one of the one of the mysteries here that we um, I, I created a book because my uh, my great grandfather was a chef and uh, he in in South Philadelphia and um, we were trying to figure out, where some of the recipes had come from and he was from abruzzo and the 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 important thing was we we grew up thinking all of his recipes were from abruzzo well that's not true you know he was sharing his recipes and he was talking about recipes with other guys uh, that had come from italy from all over, um, from all over Italy. Mm -hmm. So some of his recipes were from, you know, Sicily, some of them were from the south, some of them were, were, I mean, mostly all of them were um, from uh, Campania, but they weren't necessarily the recipes that he grew up with. And the same with the language, the language and the words that they started to readapt here were shared between all of them. So.
0: Yeah. Changed. yeah, I just got a couple of recipes, recipes from my my cousin, uh, real authentic Italian recipes. And I told I said, when I come, we, we have to write all of these down. I, I have a couple from my grandmother. Um, I mean, I, I like to cook. So I, I, you know, I have all kinds of cookbooks and stuff like that. But I'm, you know, if you buy a, an Italian cookbook in America, chances are, it's not that's not what they eat in Italy. I, I mean, I found one or two that, are, that are pretty close. And, um, you know, but I, I just spoke with somebody uh, from there. And I asked her that question. She's I said, you know, what's, what's the difference? And she said, the way you eat it, she says, you put everything on the plate at the same time, we don't do
1: <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's a big difference. Um, and but I'll, I'll tell you something, when you eat someone's home cooking, Uh, the home cooking is still very, very traditional. Mm -hmm. So when you go to a restaurant, of course, you're going to get, you know, uh, Italian fusion now in Naples or wherever you go, Sorrento, you're going to get, you know, totally different kinds of foods in the restaurants in Italy today. But when you go to someone's home in Italy uh, and they still carry those traditions, that, that sauce is very, very similar to the sauce that I grew up with, you know, right. um, that doesn't change. And it's cooked for hours. And the way they communicate about food is that's still a, a shared connection that we have. The way we communicate about food is, you know, food is life. And, and we, we talk about how it's made and how long it sits. And and how, when you were a child, you came in and you dipped the bread in the well. We say gravy here in Philadelphia, um, but it's you know obviously sauce um, there. Um, you know they still talk about it like that, and and you know um, those kinds of things are what what never seems to go away.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, exactly, exactly. Well, thanks again. But it's like saying the Italian goodbye, I thanked you and now I thank you again and we'll, we'll try to get yeah. out the door at some point. Yeah. <laughs> but I, really, I really appreciate you taking the time and, and giving us your stories.
1: Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it.